Welcome back to another episode of the Peanut Butter and Mountains podcast. Today, we have a question from the community about injuries. This comes from Krista, who essentially asks, what are the best ways to deal with injuries, especially as an active person? And I I would imagine most of the people that are listening to this podcast lead quite active lifestyles, just like myself. And basically getting an injury could be, is really the antithesis of how you live your life. So how, how to get over some of that stuff, how to cope, especially when it prevents you from doing the things that you love to enjoy the most. So I'm going to offer some of my insights on this, as well as some stories about some of the significant injuries that I've had in my life and what they've kind of led me to after the injury and ways that I've coped with them and how I basically prevent injuries now going forward, like how, how it's informed me going forward in my life with, with other things that I do. So with that, let's, let's get right into it today. Thank you so much for the, the question and the topic, Krista. A lot of times what I'll do on Instagram is actually put you know, a little poll or a question bar or whatever you want to call it there and ask people for what they want to hear for topics on podcasts. And this was a, this was a really good one. I thought that I could do a total, totally good podcast on this one. So let's get into it. So let me rewind for a second here. And I want to talk about really the two more significant injuries that I've had in my life. Now, both of these actually did not come from the outdoors, which I attribute what I will talk about in a second here, which is injury prevention. That's what I attribute a lot of that to. Like I, I, I do a really good job, in my opinion, of preventing any type of injuries like that from occurring. And so I think that's just really why I haven't been hurt much in the outdoors, knock on wood. But my two most significant injuries within the last, I guess, six, seven years have actually been from jujitsu. And if if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I occasionally will post jujitsu things and I don't post it that much because it's not really my audience. But yeah, I mean, at that time, the time that I was got these two significant injuries, I was going about four or five days a week. Right now it's down to, to about twice a week just because I'm a lot busier with business and outdoor stuff, but it is something that I'll probably always continue to do. Now, what happened with my first significant injury, it was a PCL and LCL tear in my right knee. And essentially what was happening was I was rolling, which is sparring with another partner. And it was the last spar of the night of, this is how it always happens. This is how it always occurs, right? It was the last spar of the night and we're in this weird position He has my leg. He basically pushes my leg forward and it just, my knee just explodes. It's somebody was there. They said that it sounded like a two by four just going off, just popping, just ripping in two. And, and so basically I went and had to go to the ER and was on crutches, a big knee brace, MRIs. And so I had tears in my PCL and my LCL. Now they weren't completely torn where it needed surgery. So I had to be on the mend for many months with that. And then about three years after that, which was in 2020, right after the JMT actually, and right when I was going through a pretty heinous breakup, I was basically training my face off. I was not only doing jujitsu, but I was running, I was weightlifting, I was doing core workouts, I was through hiking. I mean, I was doing everything because I was going, I was basically a psycho at that time. And 
essentially what happened was I was again sparring with, with a partner and I had been tapped out earlier in the round. I was a little bit frustrated rolling around with him. He threw up a triangle. I was escaping the triangle, but my arm was extended. He grabbed my arm, tore my bicep. So I didn't tap and it was right at the end of the round. It's on video, pop, 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 my arm pops. And so that actually resulted in a full bicep tear on this, this arm here. So those have been my two most significant injuries. I've been hurt in football before back when I played high school football. Again, it was the same right knee and that was with my ACL. And so I've all, I've had all these, these weird type of injuries, but what was really interesting with these injuries in jujitsu were the things that I found out about myself after the injuries. And I'm a big proponent of never wasting a good crisis. And so what I mean by that is that there's that, yes, there's going to be a probably more negative things that come out of an injury. But if you can, the, the most powerful thing that you can do with this is to try and find what good is going to come out of it. Because I guarantee you that when you look back on an, any injury that you have, there was some good that will come out of it. And this is just another chapter in your life of, of where, where you're going to either A, figure something else out about yourself or find a different activity that you enjoy doing. What I'm saying is it's something that you can look back on that is going to mold you into the person that you're going to become in the future. And whether that is some kind of trait that it gives you, like with patience or being able to pivot, or being able to be an optimist, it's going to give you something. And so that is something that I will challenge you if you are injured right now or if you are going to get injured. At, well, everybody will probably at some point here. If, if you do get injured, look and see what is it that you can take out of that situation because that really will will help a lot of the mindset with, when, it, when it comes to injuries. Now, really, this is just a subtle, subtle mindset shift. Because at first, whenever you get injured, and this happens to me, the first thing that you think is, poor me, I'm never going to be the same. And you kind of have to go through that sulking period for a, a couple days. And I allow myself to do that. I allow myself to sulk, complain. For a couple days, I will do that. But after that point, it's done. It's out of my system. And now I'm focusing on going forward. And the first things that I do when I get injured is I am going to do everything in my power everything in my power to fix it. Now with the PCL and LCL, I did not have surgery, but with the bicep tear, I did have surgery. However, both of those are our repair of ligaments. And most of the time, as we get older, that's probably what is going to happen to you if you do get injured is some kind of sprain, strain, or tear of a ligament. And so ligaments are, and I am not uh, athletic, what are they called? A physical therapist or anything like that. So this is going to be in very layman's terms here. This is Chad's terms. But you know, those are like more kind of softer tissue type stuff that for me respond well to the things that I'm going to talk about here in a second. So when I refer to doing everything you can to fix it, there's, there's three things that I really focus on in the recovery process. Because after you get the surgery, after the initial injury comes, even if you didn't have surgery, you need to recover as fast as possible. That's, that's my MO. And, and that's what gets me to focus on. And instead of focusing on the activities that I'm losing out on, because obviously like I do active stuff to cope with whatever it is that's going on in my life. Now, all of my focus is on recovery. And so at least that gives me a new goal and something else to drive forward to. And so 
here, here's some of the three things that I have found that have really accelerated my my recovery. And number one would be sauna. When I was saunaing after my bicep surgery, it just seemed like it was it was a no brainer. Number one because it was providing more blood and nutrients to my healing on the arm. But then number two, there was just a, a whole host of other benefits. And number one being if especially if you injure a leg or something like that, it's going to give you those cardio benefits. The other day I was actually in the rec center and I wore my heart rate strap in there because they say basically this could be almost like a zone two type workout. And sure as heck, my heart rate got into the 124 range by the end of the session. So if you are, especially if your legs are injured or anything like that, you could still get that cardio effect by just sitting in the sauna and not moving your legs. But besides that, like I said, it's going to be giving you a lot more nutrients to the injured site. It's going to be shuttling those nutrients. It's going to be getting that crap out of there. And you're just going to feel a lot better. It's going to feel like you actually did a workout after that. But really interesting because comboing the sauna with my second thing, which is jamming as much collagen as I could, which is basically a supplement. I like getting it in powder form. Basically, collagen is kind of what's in your ligaments and other things like that. But it, it's so it's returning all of that back into your body as well as providing you with extra protein. So sauna, collagen, and then protein as well are the three things that I was really focusing on going forward into my recovery process. And I believe a, a, a that combination of all three of those things really accelerated my bicep tear. I mean, within a few weeks, I was already back to doing assisted pull-ups just on a completely torn bicep that was reattached through my bone, which was quite crazy, I felt. And so a combination of those things really made sense to me. And, and again, it was which, something that was I was focusing on going forward. Like that was my new goal. Instead of trying to crush X, Y, and Z, like that was my new goal. Now, the next things that you can uh, help you cope with this injury is to stay connected to the activities that you were doing before. I think one of the things that I didn't, or one of the things that I didn't do that well when I first injured my knee was I did not return to jujitsu to watch it because it was kind of like if you've ever been injured on a sports team and you have to watch the team play and you can't play, it's like the worst feeling in the world. And so I didn't really do that with that first time. But the second time around, I still stayed engaged in the activities. So don't dis totally disengage because you can still especially with things with like jujitsu where you're learning or even climbing, you can still go to a gym and just watch people. And you, you will be amazed by the amount of stuff that you can just learn by simply watching the people. But moreover, the biggest thing is like staying connected with that community because when you feel, when you're injured, you're going to feel super isolated as it is because you can't do it. So staying connected to that community is, is super huge. Now I have meditation on here on my notes, but, and I did that when I first injured my knee. I'm not that good at meditating. I, it just doesn't do much for me. I'm probably doing it wrong, but a lot of people do say that it works for them. Now, earlier in the episode, I talked about never wasting a good crisis, right? And so what I meant by this is, and, and so I'm going to go a little bit deeper into this, but this is coming down to exploring things that you haven't done because you were injured. And so for my example, when I was doing a ton of jujitsu and I injured my arm, I obviously couldn't do that anymore. That is actually what led to me running my first ever ultra marathon only a couple months after the injury because my I, I figured my leg still worked and I could still move my arm. And there was times in the first few weeks after surgery, I was just 
doing my training runs in a sling. And so that's actually what led me into doing ultra marathons. So I did my first 50K, the next year I did a 50 miler, and then the next year I did a 100 miler. And now I'm just into like adventure running. We're going to be doing rim to rim to rim 50 miles next weekend. So it's really interesting. Like if that never happened, I would have probably never, or maybe I would have went down to ultra marathoning at some point in my life. But if that never happened at that point, I probably would have still been gung-ho into jujitsu and who knows, ultra marathons would have came into my life. And so that's what I mean by I saying there's always going to be something good from the injury that occurs to you. You just really have to be cognizant in finding it. And you have to have that subtle mindset shift of, okay, I can't do this. Maybe I can do this instead. So maybe you haven't tried swimming yet. So maybe that would maybe that's what you could transition to because you can't put weight on your leg. So now you start to learn how to swim. It's it's crazy because it, just with every single crisis that you have, it is going to if you change your mindset, it's going to result in something good for you if you allow yourself to to enter into that mindset. Now, probably the biggest thing though is that we don't we do not want to actually get injured it's just so we can experience this you know this mindset shift because hopefully you could just do that on your own without having some catastrophic injury right and so there's a few things that i have done now that again getting injured has taught me to do to to prevent these injuries from coming on and number 1 the biggest thing with this what is actually weightlifting and so weightlifting is any kind of strength training that you're doing, but how I think of it is just simply bulletproofing your joints, ligaments, and your muscles. So if you have a nice, strong, tight body, you are you are just simply not going to be injured as much. There was a, a fella in my jujitsu academy back in Oregon, and he was constantly hurt, constantly hurt. Like every single other week, he had this injury or that injury or that shoulder or this back. And I just asked him and I said, I said, dude, do you, do you work out at all? Do you lift at all? No, I just do jujitsu. Okay. You can't just do your sport. Number one, because of overuse injuries. Number two, you're not training the opposite or the antagonist muscle that you're, that you're using predominantly in that sport. So let's take climbing. For example, a lot of the climbing is you're pulling. Okay, sweet. But if you are just only pulling for years and years and years, you're going to create an imbalance. Your back is going to be way stronger than the front of your body. So we need to balance those out. And not only that is we need to strengthen the muscles around those joint capsules so that those joints are not lax and you're not you're not experiencing injuries as, as much. And I will basically almost guarantee you if you start strength training, any type of strength training, you're not going to get injured as much. And that's what I attribute me a lot of my injury freeness. I mean, I've only been, like I said, injured twice significantly in probably the last seven years. And both of those occurred in jujitsu, which you're basically trying to hurt the other person. You're trying to basically <laughs> break their joint, right? And so it's only happened to me twice. So I really haven't been hurt running, never been hurt running, never been hurt climbing, you know. So these are things that you want to keep in mind. The next thing is is what's called cars or controlled and articular rotations. I've talked about this all the time, and I don't think people really understand what this is. Basically, it's taking your joints through a range of rotation. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see like it would be either arm circles. It's, you know, doing some of these, 
infinity things, whatever. It's doing your neck in rotations. It's doing your ankles in rotations. And what that's doing is, is, is that's making sure the synovial fluid is getting around in your joints. And it's also creating a little bit of more mobility in your body. Once you start to get good with these, you can actually add some weighted stuff to this. And so I'll have, I don't have them with me right now, but you can put like ankle weights on your legs. You can start doing hip circles and all that. I do this every single morning. And again, I think this is one of the things that's really paid dividends to me. So I'll leave a link of what cars are and like a follow along routine that I found on YouTube in the show notes below. The next thing is having collagen every single day. And so I, I mentioned collagen when I was injured and I usually up my intake of collagen at that point. But at the same time, when I am just, when I'm not injured, I'll, I'll still be taking collagen, just not at the levels that I was when, excuse me, when I was trying to recover. So I'm still taking that every single day. And I think another big thing with this, and I t- heard this on the Cameron Haynes Keep Hammering podcast when he was interviewing Dr. Rhonda Patrick, but one of the biggest things uh, to also take is fish oil. And so it's interesting because a lot of the people that I talk to, they're always super sore with X, Y, and Z. And man, that has just, I have never, I've always had this ability to, I don't know, I guess recover quicker than usual, but also not be as inflamed or as sore. And so what I learned in that podcast was that fish oil and omega-3s do a really, really good job of keeping inflammation down even better than ibuprofen. So I take that every single day as well. So that is another thing. If you're feeling about really sore, hit those omega-3s. The last thing here is listening to your body. So if we rewind to both of my significant injuries, at the first, the first injury that I had, I remember saying to my girlfriend at the time that I, you know, I had been training a lot and I had said that, you know, I was going to go again that night and she was at, she was staying with me at the house and she said, you know, you got to stop going so much. Like you've been just basically a freaking psycho. Keep going every single day. And I literally told her, I said, no, I'm pretty durable. Like I have a pretty durable body. Boom. Get injured that night. And so basically I was kind of in a state of overtraining at that point. The second one, this was coming off of the breakup with that, with that girl where I was kind of really into just going hard with everything I was doing. And I remember coming into the gym that night and I, and thinking, gosh, like I am, I am tired, man. Like I am worn out and sure as heck start rolling, boom. And uh, my bicep tears. So when you kind of have that feeling in your head, maybe you should tone it back. Now, I know that that's extremely difficult for people like us, especially endurance athletes, where everything is just go, 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 and go past the pain. And so this is something that you really need to be attuned to your body with because for me, I still do get that feeling where maybe, I, maybe I'm just being a pansy with this. And so it's, it's these real subtle tells of your, of your body and listening to your body. And Going forward now, what that's taught me is when I am getting those those interesting feelings in my gut, I don't train as hard or I don't go to training or I do something else. It's not that I'm totally not moving my body at all. I'll still do something, but I have to tone it back. Now, as we're getting towards the end of the year here, I thought it would be appropriate to bring up the fact that I have a little hike planner, goal sheet, checklist basically a a giant planning database that you guys can pick up for free in the show notes below. You're just going to have to enter your email in and you're going to get 
total access to this giant database of how to plan your goals for the year coming up in 2024. And in that, you not only will you put your goals in there and you can set timelines and schedules, but in every single activity or adventure that you want to plan, you're going to have little databases inside there where you can put your beta or your notes, you can put your flights, you can put shot lists with cameras and stuff like that. You can put partners that you're going with. You can put the dates, a whole bunch of stuff. And so I'm basically in this database every single night when I'm planning my adventures. So if you are interested in that, go ahead down below in the free show notes and click that, enter your email in, and you will get access to that right away. And I hope this episode helped everybody that could be going through an injury. Let me know what you think down below, and we will see you for the next episode.